Hello listeners and welcome to Injury Time Footnote, the part of the podcast where we answer the questions sent to us by you. Uh, with me, Sandeep, to answer these questions is Orko Bhattacharya from Delhi. Orko, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, Sandeep. Good to be back. Yes, is life moving on all well and good? Away from yes. the smog? Yes. Okay. No, no, not away from the smog. <laughs> We're pretty much in the middle of it. Okay. All the best to you with that. So... Let's get right to it. So, uh, we have a few questions here and uh, one from Debayan, who is one of our fellow podcasters and uh, constant panel uh, person on the panel. So, he asks, it's very straightforward, Norko, who is winning the IV? Well, Debayan asked the most toughest question in Indian football. You <laughs> expect that out of him because that's the kind of journalist Debayan is. <laughs> so, <laughs> who is winning the IV? Chennai City. Off the top of my head, Chennai City. <laughs> uh they need to win it i'd rather have the points on board rather than have the game in hand and uh you know, i see akbar nawaz as a, like a you know stabilizing experience i don't think i think his experience is not not to let this slip away from his team you know not to not to pull a gerard at this this time you know not to let it slip so uh in my I was just looking through the results and the results of East Bengal going coming into this game. Uh, Chennai have blown a lot of good leads in the sense that they I mean they've only drawn the one narrow cut 3-3 but uh, they were 4-1 up uh, going into 90 minutes and then they conceded three goals. So all these kind of things have happened. I think they conceded uh, eight goals in the last five matches which is like little over the third of their entire season. So you and East Bengal on the other hand have been successfully winning i think they won four on the bounce now mm-hmm. so yeah. you think now finally east bengal is on the rise and chennai is slightly dipping i think uh, they have a better head to head over the season so that will obviously be of some help but do you think there is a shift there because i feel like chennai is slightly panicking because they're throwing away leads Huh. Uh, I mean, I noticed the patterns you have, and I, I agree with you that they have. But uh, I mean, a lot of people spoke about the demise of tennis title challenge when they lost to Real Kashmir first, uh, first time around. And uh, yeah, I mean, for me, that head-to-head is very important because they still have a head-to-head advantage. They have a three-point lead over East Bengal, who have a game in hand. Uh, keep in mind that if it And if it's it tied, Chennai City win the title on head to head record. Yes. Uh, uh, I agree yeah, yeah. with you that you know, Chennai have thrown away leads, but I don't think it's manifestation as yet. I still think Chennai will pull this off. Let's uh, hope they can and uh, all the best for East Bengal to try. Uh, meanwhile, something very similar is uh, Naveed Ahmed has asked a question. And we spoke about this a little bit in uh, the podcast for the I-League. Will the next I-League season be blocked out completely? And if there is a possibility of teams shutting down? And I will add this to another question that Indian Football State Leagues have asked us on Twitter, which is, uh, what do you think about the ISL becoming top division? Will it work out in the long run? So let's tackle the first one. Do you think I-League season, next season will be blocked out completely and teams are going to shut down? There's a high, high possibility that if, uh, you know, promotion delegation isn't involved, you know, teams will shut down, teams will consider, I mean, these are teams which have been playing in the first, you know, first division, top division for some time, and, you know, if 
the i league is demoted uh, there is considerable you know thought process on this on the fact that you know stars not showing games uh, you know uh, all the promotion everything is going towards the isl uh, what's the incentive for an i league owner in this in this case nothing apart from the love for his or her hometown club there's very little you know motivation so we might see we could definitely see clubs shutting down that's to answer the first part of your question so uh, you mentioned about there being no relegation in the other podcast that we were recording and the idea is hopefully the idea from hopefully in the aiff's perspective that uh, east bengal mohan bagan jump into the isl they don't relegate a team here they get one team up from the second division league which is going on right now and then i league becomes a second division that is the unofficial road map at this moment uh, from what we understand so uh, does that mean that uh, isl becoming the top division do you think it's going to work out in the long run as uh, indian football state leagues are well i won't say it's an official road map if you remember a couple of years ago uh, you know the president of the all india football federation very brazenly came out and said we want bengaluru we want east bengal even mohan bagan in the top division he said with a very grand gesture and uh, it really got the vote of the other teams you know saying you mm. can't do this to us so yeah it's i mean i would it's more like official it's just you know like let's let's not you know uh, what do you say the sugar coated anymore i mean this is the 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 takeover is finally complete uh, from a league which is supposed to supplement the i leagues the isl is today you know the the stakeholders and uh, the real powers behind the stakeholders really want the isl to be the top league and they're getting their way and there's nothing you or me or anybody else can do about it uh, there is a understanding among the id clubs that they want to take the aff to the court of arbitration for sport but uh, again you know uh, certain contractual clauses on certain obligations certain uh, powers may not you know they may, they may prevent all of this so yeah i mean coming to isl being the top division in the country this is the, the burn the cash burn rate is pretty high you know and that really puts off owners uh a couple of clubs have been looking for new owners they haven't found them yet and uh, there are always there always been changes in ownership and you know in the in the first five years the the isl case study is very eerily you know reminiscent to the nasl which was us's top league once upon a time if you remember in the 70s and 80s yeah. they went about buying like this extravagant foreigners yeah. paying them huge salaries like pele and all of them went and played over there without yeah, making I mean, much of an impact actually pele maybe yeah, but pele, the others yeah pele beckenbauer i mean matthias was yeah you name it there there and uh, it's an interesting case study because you know they 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 don't money way too fast way too soon and then they shut down right hmm. uh so i mean you're looking at you know and looking at history i mean nfl what happened to it is again clubs didn't you know grow sustainably shut down i league a lot of clubs didn't grow substantially you know sustainably it shut down of course there was a, you know uh, i mean the federation has a big 
and to blame the demise of the clubs also without giving them a proper road map and uh, even though when some people were ready to sell out sell out the the cash they they don't that general lack of planning and awareness you know might turn isl into a white elephant again you know might turn another league of us because because it's a pattern right because the nfl shut down after 10 years the i league is looking at its death after 10 years right the i think we complete 10 years in 2024 where there's you know hopefully there will be some sense to introduce promotion relegation but then again there are there are you know the proponents of no promotion relegation so i mean for me you know i i kind of mixed and kind of on the sense on the idea of isl becoming the top league you know the clubs have to reduce their costs have to become more sustainable in the long run so they isl have to introduce the 3 plus 1 rule for foreigners as in allow only maximum for four foreigners because i mean all these things are bleeding the clubs dry the hire a foreign coach you know uh, the the organizers really have to you know look at the complaints of the clubs where they are shelling out so much money and help them streamline it so ultimately what indian football needs is a longer league and if these clubs are burning so much money over a four months period imagine if they'll be able to sustain at all over a single seven month league so i mean uh, you know there are distress signals coming from few clubs so the real key here is sustainability like i said if if you don't if you don't plan your future accordingly then i mean then boss you can start a thousand leagues really none of them work really yes absolutely uh, as, far, as far as sustainability is concerned there is no question that they need to but purely in the footballing sense the 4 plus 1 rule is sorry the 3 plus 1 rule is such an important one because you are expecting your clubs who play with five foreigners for the entire season when they are here and uh, when they go to, whoever it may be chennai let's say chennai now is going for the afc cup so when they are going for uh, the afc cup they have the 3 plus 1 rule suddenly you realize you don't have that extra foreigner who used to make things a little bit easier for you and then to adjust to that at the asian level which is significantly although you know with the fracturing uh, with the way that structured now the first round is relatively easy for india because india is probably the best team in that uh, group in the south asia group but as soon as you go to the knockout round it's that level is a little higher and i don't think we have players good enough who can switch to that and uh, fill the space that is actually generally filled by a foreigner week in week out in the league and uh, that is one concern that i have and the second one is obviously uh, relegation there is no relegation or promotion which is uh, you can't have a closed league if you want to have a long term growth you need more games so at least you have to promote teams from second division which may be i league or however you want to call it they have to promote teams to come in otherwise now itself you see except for chennai who's playing well now because i think they're kind of switching focus to the afc cup so they have other things to do and uh, this year for some reason even kerala is in transition they're playing little better and delhi is a team that is slowly slowly growing which i think they can be a very good team in the next year if they keep the team together so all these kind of things are coming into the picture and we will only know in the in time how it goes and actually the 10 year thing that you pointed out is a little bit scary honestly and uh, yeah 
let's uh, hope nothing like that happens in indian football and we continue to grow so uh orko coming to you again with two questions on the same player again which will be first asked by arvind who is one of our fellow panelists and often seen at the games with me uh, what do you think of chencho's form since joining neroka do you think he was not given enough chances said bangalore fc and tejas has added to this uh, asking how important is chencho's performance in neroka to be to secure a future at bfc what do you have to say well um, i think again the the really complete circle back to the you know, just one rule where you have foreigners and uh, chencho is, is technically a foreigner right so today bfc really have to consider where whether he is at that level at the you know at the requisite level for for them to consider him you know uh, as a foreigner worthy to be playing in the for for team ahead of you know say uh, you know a south american or a european striker again when bfc goes into asia and we know because of some videos that have been shared by some members of the club that their ultimate motive is to get into asia right so if the central gelsen fill fit into that plus one role in you know that the asians are supposed to occupy so these are all questions that only bsc can answer for me you know uh, the way the isl is run the way you know bengaluru run i don't think there's a future for chencho at bsc and uh, of course we see comments by quadra which we seem to indicate that uh, he chencho maybe not up to the standard that you know that, that he demands but uh, yeah i mean coming to the neroka form i think like i said like he blew hot and cold in the match against chennai but then uh, you know when the time came he scored so i still think you know is somebody who can make a difference to any club in india and we're talking about bsc we're talking about one of the biggest even then i agree that he can uh, but you know uh, given that your experience of you know bsc watching them you know in higher than you know mine this this season you probably watch chencho from much more closer than i did i want to talk to you uh, i want to ask you the same question do you think chencho has a future at bsc do you think that he can actually you know supplant one of the you know front three there uh, personally no uh i personally don't think he will come back to bfc i think he was on a one year contract anyway and uh, he'll see out the last few months in neroka hopefully he can stay in neroka or go to some other club also and uh, it is always going to be difficult for chenjo to break into that front three because miku is indispensable when fit chetri again indispensable when fit and the other one being udanta so he is also not someone who can be easily dislodged from that spot and uh, like you said carles when you read what he said or when you hear him in the press conference he said he works hard chencho works very hard in training but uh, sometimes in the game he doesn't play the kind of football that bsc wants to play now if you ask me what that is i actually have very little idea of it because under roka they had a proper identity of a team that kept the ball uh, it's not the same anymore it seems little more chaotic and disjointed under uh, carles but the mentality of the team and the game management of the team often takes them through the games as you can if you keep watching them they 
not watch the football playing part but watch what they do when they're chasing the game and stuff like that you'll realize how smart they are to get the win or get the draw however it may be and uh, another thing they forgot maybe bsc kindly slightly overlook this chenjo is 22 and he's coming from bhutan uh, where the football education is probably not that great and he's played in few other thai second division or something like that but again that is not high enough even by indian standard for him to come and walk into a team like bfc so uh, i think they bought a player that they thought was better than he was and chencho is actually a very good player but tactically maybe he is not there yet and uh, you can see that he has gone to uh, neroka and he scored two goals in bfc he scored two goals the entire season often played alone he, he was always working hard but it it was like square peg in a round hole he was intelligent enough to be free in the box but in the build up he was not very um, he couldn't hold the ball up that well which was something miku is adapted even sunil is adapted so all these kind of things he'll have to learn but i still think he has a very long and good future in india and uh, as a personification of bhutan football like as i mentioned in the article it's only good for uh, bhutan football that he came to bangalore fc which is one of the biggest clubs in india and the kind of press that he got or all those kind of things so oh somebody messaged me saying uh, in twitter i saw the one tweet saying it's to get eyeballs and uh, get a presence in bhutan or bhutan doesn't really have that many people that you need to sign chencho yeah. to influence that market because they would much rather invest that money to get more in india so i think that is just about the questions that we got from twitter uh, it is goodbye from uh, orko and myself here thank you orko for being on the show it was always thank it was you fun so like all for a very engaging discussion as always <laughs> Yes. Uh in the meantime everyone please keep listening to us and you can follow us on Injury Time IND on Twitter and on Facebook and on just about any place Instagram as well. So uh till next time keep watching football and uh, enjoy the game.